Who wants to do the intro? Jeff T does a hell of a job, man. All right, I can do it. All right, well, I can do it. Go for it, Jeff. Here, we'll do it together. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Profit Day. Welcome, Welcome to Profit, Profit Day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chris Work. I'm Jeff Givens. Jeff Givens. Jeff Spencer. Jeff Spencer. Jerry Work, producer in the back here. Ooh. Woo. All right. Rocking. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Profit Dig. Are we the radio show? We're doing. We're calling it the construction show. Now. The construction show now. I thought it was different last week. No, it was construction show last week. Okay. Construction show. That's. Fine. I like construction yeah. show. Yeah. Hey, check us out. Profitdig.com. Follow and like us on YouTube. Comment on our videos. Give us some topics that you're interested in. Um, it might be a little tough to find. We don't know what the hell we call it, so it's either radio show or construction show one, but look them both up. Y'all find us. Just Google Profit Dig and you'll get there. <laughs> don't Google Jeff Spencer. No, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> You won't like what you see. Oh, no. I'll have to Google that later. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Jeff, you were talking about something interesting. Um, you were having difficulty finding tires for your vehicles. Yeah, here lately we've had some issues. Uh, whenever we send one of our trucks to get some tires, uh, don't have any in stock to fit it. Got it ordered maybe four or five weeks. Four or five weeks? Yeah. That's that tires fit Yeah. Sometimes they come in quicker, but well, I say sometimes. We've only noticed the last couple of trucks we sent. Really? But both of them we've had to turn around and leave because they didn't have the size in stock. Wow. Is this just for your trucks, for your equipment as well? Just for the trucks so far. Uh, luckily, our equipment, you know, those tires generally last a pretty good while. Yeah. And, pretty you know, we got some good operators. You know, they don't spin a tire very much on rock jobs and stuff. You know, they, they're pretty cautious with them. I got you. Uh, but uh, most of our machines have tracks. Uh, we've got some wheel loaders and, and rubber tire backhoes, but that's about it. It's yeah. not rubber tires. But uh, That's good. but our pickups, you know, we've had some issues just here recently. You know, I don't know. And you know, we did about a year ago. I uh, had some same issues, you know, getting getting tires. But it seemed like it had worked herself out. But now we're having more issues. So, if you can even find a truck, you may yeah. not be able to put new tires. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Well, I guess even finding trucks. I mean, have you guys had difficulty finding? Oh yeah, new for trucks? the last two years. Yeah. 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 It's. And uh, we, uh, uh, this last round of trucks, the way we do it, we usually buy like four or five at a time. Mm -hmm. And then a year later, buy four or five more. And so that way we kind of stay on the cycle, you know, everybody mm -hmm. gets a new truck about every three or four years. Sure. Uh, but this last go around, we were 16 months, I think, on a wait list. 16 months. Mm -hmm. Well, it took us 16 months to get them. They kind of trickled in. I think we bought five, and we got like two, like eight months after we ordered them. And then we got like one more, like three or four months after that. And then about another five or six months, we got like two more. Wow. Yeah. Now, do you get the trucks with uh, lockers on the side or bucket on them? Yeah, or? well, no, we get, uh, we order them, cabin chassis. We do three-quarter tons, but... We always put uh, service bodies on them, and they come for some reasons. Last time, <clears throat> I guess the only way we could get them, so we took them. They come, came with uh, fleet beds on them, and then we take them to another dealer down in uh, mm -hmm. uh, Spring Hill uh, that does uh, truck bodies. Stuff. Well, they, they we bought the bodies from them. They put them on and spray line the inside oh, of okay, them. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you said chassis. Yeah. Yeah, and right. so it takes. Uh, 
you're looking at probably if we we if we take three or four down at a time, you're looking about a week to ten days where you get them all back. So I had that yeah. on top of the waiting, yeah, just to get the truck. Yeah, well then we got to get them in after we get that done. Then we got to get stickers on all of them. And right. So we got another few days putting stickers on. Yeah. Do you guys process. do your truck maintenance in house or? Uh, well, right now this last go around, we actually went through a leasing agent, mm-hmm. and so the the maintenance and stuff goes through them. But used to we had a couple of local shops there next to the office. Like on rain days and stuff, our guys make appointments go up there and they get their oil changed, tires rotated, greased, yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. I guess working on the job site, you get a lot of punctured tires. Yeah, well, it's not as bad as you think it would be. Uh, most of our stuff is done like pre-construction, so the structural stuff doesn't start after we leave because we're not a ton of nails out there at that and, point. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so it's uh, unless they hit a sharp rock or something or. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. It's, just it's, mileage, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because they're always on the roads. So. Yep. Yeah, we generally do around twenty thousand miles per truck per year. Okay. What the average? I know for our trucks, we've switched from the the longer full size trucks to more like the Mitsubishi van, kind of like the tall vans. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and they typically have the beds that extend out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you'll have your cabinets on the walls mm-hmm. or, or bays to put your tools in or your parts and then the center part will pull out yeah, yeah. they worked out really well actually yeah. Yeah. because it's yeah. a lot easier to get up inside the mm-hmm. the van i mean oh yeah six foot tall or so yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're talking about our trucks and stuff that was last year when we was really having trouble getting trucks we even went to ford because we always buy a strip of chevrolet so we even went to ford Ford was a longer lead time than Chevrolet was. And our Chevrolet dealer that we dealt with said that this is China's way of saying, oh, hey, we got y'all by the balls. If we don't want to send them, then we don't have to send them. It's like y'all can't produce without them. And everything, every truck, every computer system on all these vehicles, it doesn't matter if it's foreign or domestic, is based off of these microchips. Oh, sure. I mean, everything. Our appliances, yeah. everything's got yeah. microchip now. And, <laughs> I mean, and through our EPA restrictions, if it wasn't for that, we could go back and do mechanical stuff again. Mm. So we can't do it any longer because we can't do mechanical and meet EPA standards. Meet the requirements. For mm-hmm. you got to have the microchip because the computer is so minute in, in telling that cylinder window fire how much carbon to release. I mean, it's, it's crazy the footprint that that little microchip does to tell your engine how to run. Wow. And because, like in China, they kind of have a capitalistic system, but the Chinese government also owns it's government capitalism. Yeah. 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 I guess if they don't want to sell microchips, they don't have to sell microchips. They don't have to, yeah. But you know, they are, are steadily, and if you, if you look back at this year's past Olympics, do you think it was just a coincidence that most of your outside Olympics was right beside nuclear reactors. That was them saying, hey, we're we're on the verge of being the most powerful nation in the world. That was weird, that whole setting with mm-hmm. the big nuclear reactors in the mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I didn't, and I didn't see that. It's all power play. Well, and, I'm and sure. Everybody else's economy is, is sucking. Not, you know, our economy is not really sucking, but we can't meet our economy standards because we can't get all the material and stuff we need because everything else is going on, but China has not missed a beat. They are producing more industry. They're producing more 
waste and carbon monoxide than any other country in the world right now. Well, I remember their carbon when, footprint is like huge. I remember when then like the big shutdown when China was shut down. Like <laughs> well, these organizations that like actually monitor yeah. pollution, you know, mm-hmm. around it the was globe. Red, yeah, their pollution decreased or increased substantially mm-hmm. during the <laughs> shutdown. I'm yeah. like, well. There's a lot of shit running. Yeah. Somebody's running overtime <laughs> yeah, while the right. rest of the world yeah. was forced to Locked stay down. home or whatever. Yeah. Well, they, were, they were firing it up over yeah. there. Yeah. Well, that's another thing that's ridiculous about this. Oh, I have me a mic. This infatuation in the United States about going green. We're only a small piece of the whole world. We are in the top ten. We are in the top ten. It may be the top five of the greenest nations in the world. We have like one of the lowest carbon footprints known in the world. But everybody else. My thing is, like, I, I don't know. I don't. I haven't looked at the statistics, the numbers. To me, though, it would seem like if you wanted to take a step back and say, like. What are we doing that's that's wrong or hurting us long term? It's trash. Fucking make it easy mm-hmm. to recycle. Yeah, yeah. Make you know, I feel like just doing that, you know, well, would probably go so so far. You what? know, I mean, right. Dixon County on a put it on a local level. Isn't Humphreys County? I mean, aren't they cutting us off soon? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been what? selling our trash to Humphreys County for how many years now? Shit, a bunch. I mean, we're shipping a long, down. Long we're, we're we're shipping down across the Tennessee River now. Yeah, it's like we we're we're trying to find places to send our trash mm-hmm. in Dixon. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so man, you put that and, put that thing like nationally. What? Booming too. Yeah. So that's only gonna get worse. And, <laughs> right. and we may have so we may have to start shipping it all the way to Memphis. Hmm. To go on a barge to be shipped. Who knows what? Who knows? Whoever will take it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know. And that's, that's and that's one reason the the ten dollar fee for your landfill fee. Mm-hmm. That's why it didn't go away because when the time was up. That's when we had to start shipping our trash to, to West Tennessee, and it cost us like two point six million or something like that more per year. And now it's going to be more than that because they're talking about going all the way to Memphis with it. Yeah. And it's going to take three times as many trucks to ship. I just feel like we're putting. <clears throat> I'm not saying. No, I mean, I'm, I'm all about like green energy and shit. And I wish my I wish I lived on solar power. You know, but you can't afford that. You know, at least I can't. What? Yeah, the best but, way to make us go green is to make it stupid to not go green. Financially, financially irresponsible yeah. to not go green. Yeah. Look at downtown Nashville. Now, I know that you can probably create some kind of filters to filter this, but they used to have the infernal system down there to where it powered all the heat for downtown Nashville and also would take that same energy and run it through a cooling system and cool it down for air. In, a, in the summertime. Hmm. Well, the EPA burning all that trash on the river down there, they said it was too big a carbon footprint. They shut it all down. Well, these business owners and stuff that owned these buildings downtown, they had to spend millions and millions of dollars to put central heat and air in all these buildings that had been run off of chilled water and hot water system from the furnace downtown mm-hmm. when they was burning trash. And when they shut it down, that's when waste management moved in over there on Broadway Parkway. Really? We didn't have to have a landfill. Yeah. 85% of our trash was being burned. Well, <clears throat> like, I just I just can't imagine that that would be worse than burying it. You know? 
Well, it's right, all, just you like, know, like, you know, you know Def that they put on these diesels? Mm-hmm. You know why they use Def? Mm-hmm. You know what Def is? I mean, I, I know that they require it, but I don't know what it is. Def is an alcohol water solution. What it boils down to is these vehicles, these motor engine manufacturers, they cannot get a tier four engine to run clean enough for EPA standards. So what they do is they in, inject this DEF fluid into your exhaust system. It treats your exhaust before it comes out. They can't make it burn clean enough, so they kill it inside the exhaust pipe before it goes out in the air. That's all DEF does. It's alcohol and water and something else. It's a mist. It sprays the whole time your engine runs and treat your exhaust fumes before they come out Dilutes of the truck. It. Hmm. If you could get in front of that DEF where it sprays in exhaust, there's not a truck out there that would pass emissions as far as a diesel truck. Hmm. And so you can't tell me they can't create something like that to spray that inferno, the, the soot that comes out of there. Mm-hmm. They could spray that to kill any kind of harmful Does material. Exxon produce the DEF product? I don't. I just have to think like it has to be some one of these big fuel yeah. glides. I'm sure. I'm that, sure it you know? is. Yeah. It's I'm probably sure like it Boeing or Northrop Grumman. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like, yeah. So, so we buy we buy like hundred cases of it at a time to to save money because it's like th- like thirty dollars a jug now. It was like eleven twelve dollars a jug. Now it's like thirty dollars a jug. Damn. Yeah. And it's like twenty gallon every two weeks. We got to put in one machine. Really. Hmm. Well, yeah, I didn't think about the heavy equipment. Yeah. I didn't think about the truck, but no. No, heavy, heavy equipment, equipment, same way. Ooh, yeah. You know, Caterpillar is the only one that makes an engine that runs clean enough without death. Now, they got a regen, you know, where it burns all the soot and stuff out of the out of the, the uh, mufflers. Is it a natural gas well, engine? Or? No. Diesel. Is that, now, is that is that America saying, well, Caterpillar is American? So... I know These other companies aren't meeting know, our standards. I know in the past year we bought three brand new Caterpillar pieces of equipment. Mm-hmm. None of them have DEF on it. Wow. And I asked the seller and said, why do all, everybody else we got to put DEF in but Cat put we don't? He's like, Cat's technology is superb. He said, we are the only ones that can meet tier four requirements without the aid of DEF. Well, that's good. And he said, we figured out how to get it out of fuel consumption to where we're burning like 98.9% of our fuel. There's no raw fuel that gets delivered through the exhaust system. Does that make it more fuel efficient to Yes, it does. Yeah. It's good American mm-hmm. ingenuity right mm-hmm. there. Right? Well, does that offset the cost? I know Caterpillar is more expensive, isn't it, than a... Well, uh, I've, been able to, I've been able to negotiate with them and stuff. Huh. We've always bought John Deere because they was relatively cheaper than most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... John Deere can't compete with them. Komatsu is probably the highest price machinery on there. Komatsu. And the reason being is because Komatsu has... Is that a Korean brand? Yeah, Japanese, Japanese, Japanese. Komatsu has a uh, Japanese headquarters. they got a North American headquarters. And then they got this middle headquarters. It's like in between. Everybody's got to get their cut. So Japanese sells it to the middle corporation. Middle uh-huh. corporation distributes it out to the, the American corporation. And so Japan gets a cut, the middle guy gets a cut, and then all your dealers get a cut. Where Caterpillar is right here. they got headquarters all over the world, mm-hmm. but it's all manufactured right here in the U.S. And Peoria. So, yeah. Well, most of it is, yeah. yeah. And they've got another one. They've got two or three other facilities. I think one of them is in North Carolina, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like... Your excavators and dozers are built in Peoria. 
And then like South Carolina does like your articulating trucks, maybe your skid steers, oh, okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they they are probably one of the most competitive on the market right now as price goes. Wow, that's right. pretty cool. The Kamatsu used to be like cheaper in California. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I guess we'll wrap this episode. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Thank you all. Yeah. I appreciate you, Chris Work. Jeff Gibbons. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Oh, <laughs> missed it. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Hey, check us out. Profitdig.com. Like, subscribe, visit us on YouTube. This is where we're at. We're always there. Uh, comment. Give us some ideas. What do you want to talk about? Let's get together. See ya. Yeah. <laughs>